it was Gavaskar, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't out Gavaskar at all, not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't out Gavaskar at all. What? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the perfect way to start because that was a fuck up of the highest order. <laughs> but, uh, welcome to the No Walls Cricket Podcast. Here's a Mughal era painting of a Pakistani fielder. It's a perfect way to start this. Did you it's an absolutely, a, a, absolutely perfect way to start this. As you can see, since our last podcast, I lost the bet. I now have a mustache. <laughs> Let's just, just a detail for him. What was the bet? Uh, DK not making, Jesus, was it that long ago? DK making the squad for the 2022 World T20. It's been over a year. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, right. Uh, welcome back to No Balls Cricket. Uh, I'm Sadan Pradhan. I am the club cricketer. Season start actually started last week, well, yesterday. And uh, I didn't play, but we lost. Uh, congratulations. Um, we are clearly, clearly, you, clearly the team lost because you didn't play. That's, that's what happened. Uh, and uh, this is Aditya Deva, the respected journalist who's not even a journalist anymore. So I don't even why don't know why we have either of the names, respected or journalist. Neither, neither of those things. Listen, listen. When we get when we gave you the club cricketer nickname, you weren't even a club cricketer. So, well, I'm still a club cricketer, aren't I? You came back to it, so maybe I can come back to journalist. The point is, these are the these are historic. Okay, fine. Well, well, historic hang on, hang on. Yeah, but in the midst of all of that, I went to became became university cricketer, then came back to being club cricketer. Yeah. So, so if so, but we never, but, but we never, but we never changed your title, right? It's not like when you were a university cricketer, we were saying university cricketer. You, we just called you a club cricketer anyway. That's so okay. clearly, accuracy, accuracy has never been the point. Just like with Pakistani fielding, we don't care about the actual accuracy. We just care about pretending to make an effort. I swear to God, on commentary earlier today. In case, okay, let's just do the quick roundup and then I'll move on to what happened. Uh, so, uh, here's the roundup. The World Cup has kicked off. We're about five games, sort of halfway through the tournament at this exact moment. Or oh, halfway through the group stages anyway. And there have been a few very bizarre results, right? Also, I was at the game on Saturday at the Wankhede. Day. That's a whole different experience. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but most importantly, this is what's happened so far. India, 5 out of 5. New Zealand, 4 out of 5. Australia, South Africa, sorry, South Africa, 3 out of 5. Out of those two losses, one Hang of on. them was... Hang on, that, that's all right. No, South that's Africa haven't right. lost, right? They did. They lost to the Netherlands. That's the only one. They, they, sorry, they so they're, they're three. Sorry, they're three out of four. Yeah, three out of four, and then everybody else follows. So it's a bit of a mad scramble at the moment. Um, Afghanistan now have two wins over test-playing nations. They've beaten England and they've beaten Pakistan and they've beaten Pakistan tonight. Um, and the Netherlands have somehow managed to get a win over uh, over South Africa. Fucking hell, nobody knows how that happened. Sri Lanka have one win over Bangladesh. Bangladesh have one win over Afghanistan. Everybody's won a game. It's all a bit chaotic. And England, somehow, are bottom of the table. Yep. Um, so, that is the, the, absurdity, the absurdity of it. And I'm just going to pull up the table really quickly. 
so everybody gets an idea uh, of what's actually going on and so that we're not actually speaking utter fucking nonsense. Yeah, it's more like we know everyone else has an idea of what's going on. It's like, hey, we just need to show you that we actually also know what's going on. Yeah, so let's just uh, show you what's actually going on. Here's the table. Right, as you can see, India 5 out of 5, South Africa are um, 3 from 4, Australia 2 and 2. Uh, lost against India, unsurprising. But um, also, also against uh, South Africa. They got, they got pummeled by South Africa in Lucknow. That was a crazy game. Pakistan, after today's defeat, are 2 from 5, which is a big one, but uh, we'll get into that in a second. Um, Afghanistan, two from five as well. That's what we've just mentioned. But they also had three losses. They got done by Rohit Sharma in Delhi. Um, they had a very poor game in Dharamshala against Bangladesh. And yeah, uh, those are pretty much the two important ones. Um, they also lost two. They lost Afghanistan or Bangladesh? No, we're talking about Afghanistan. Yeah, Afghanistan lost to uh, India. Uh, they lost to no beat beating. That's sorry, I was about to say. They, yeah, they, they lost, lost to Bang. They lost. They beat. That's uh, They lost to India. They lost to Bangladesh, and they lost one more game. I want to say they also lost to New Zealand. I think that was the other game that they lost. Ah, uh, yeah, it was New Zealand. Correct, correct. That was also up in Dharamshala, actually. Um, yeah. Bangladesh won from three. Uh, as I said, the Netherlands surprisingly. Uh, sorry, uh, one from four. Netherlands surprisingly won from four as well. SL won from four with the with the win over Bangladesh and England won from four. They're also only win against Bangladesh. They have lost now to Afghanistan, South Africa, and New Zealand on the opening day of the tournament. Anyway, yeah. moving on and coming back to it. So that's basically the roundup of what's happened in the World Cup so far. It's been a 50-over World Cup that has been marred by a bunch of off-field issues. We'll get into that towards the end. Uh, and also, we have a magnificent award to give away. The Indian team has been giving fielding medals, so we're going to go down that road. <laughs> Do you have an actual anyway. physical medal to put on yourself for some reason? Uh, I don't think I actually have a fielding medal, but we'll give them an imaginary uh, gold star. Let's call it the gold star. The, the, the new award now is the Nobles Cricket Gold Star. We don't have a Nobles Cricket Award yet, at least in this tournament. Um, so, yeah. Right. Let's... begin let's start tonight basically let's start the main like we're just going to discuss the world cup we're going to start from tonight how on earth have they gotten beaten like that <laughs> oh, i mean look i just they're, they're clearly that that batting was i think a little overhyped um i think the I did say this going that... into the tournament well yeah and it's like i mean look they had a, a bit of an issue at the at the opening slot, which they feel that they rectified just by dropping Fakhar Zaman. And I, but really, the issue is that Fakhar Zaman's out of form because I think if he were in form, he you know, like Shafiq is good, but he he wouldn't be playing. Um, and he's he's been he's done fine since he's come into the side, but you you're missing that like you know David Warner type batter at the start at, who can who can just hit big. Um, the other problem, yeah, that I was just gonna get to the other problem that they have. And, okay, I am not Baba's biggest fan. Let's put it mildly. I okay, 
I think he's a good player, right? But I, I, I think Babar is like Arsenal. He's exactly like Arsenal. They are good, but they're nowhere near as good as they make everybody. Everybody makes them sound, and that's Babar for you, basically. Arsenal just—they just beat Man City three weeks ago, so I think really more like. No, I was gonna say Arsenal are more like Man United, but you can't even say Man United are good. So, so. No, probably. so. My point is exactly that he's just overrated. He's overrated and over. Okay, fine. He's not Arsenal. He's Liverpool. <laughs> but, but you know, it's one of them because their fans won't shut up. So anyway, and his fans won't shut up either. Um, yeah, I get it. No, everybody no, likes the no, no. high. I, everybody likes the high elbow and all of that. But can I just tell you, there's a man who plays with an even straighter bat and an even higher elbow, and unfortunately, he's. Injured in this tournament, and his name is Kane Williams, and he will always be the high elbow aesthetist for me. Also, Baba draws comparisons to Kohli, and I, he's you know he's been putting up the numbers to earn those comparisons, but you like you're you're seeing it now. I you know Baba has a lot of, and to be fair, I think Baba himself would say, "Look, I'm not at Kohli's level yet." Uh, Pakistani fans, on the other hand, with the rivalry and you know India Pakistan history, all that, they're just like, "Hey, our guy is better than Kohli already." Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Their fielding will make up for him. Um, <laughs> no, but, okay. So, they were poor tonight. And to be honest, they had a, a score that was defendable. 284 was defend, definitely defendable. Afghanistan batted brilliantly. I thought the chase was timed perfectly. I thought Rehma Chah's innings was superb. But also, oh my God, their spinners are so bad. What has happened to Shadab Khan? It, I don't know. It's, just, it's inexplicable. I, is it just that he... he can't you know one day bowling is a little bit a little different than T20 bowling and he's just not making that adjustment like I I don't know. Wakai just had uh, one thing very interesting to say. He says he doesn't have the control in um, ODIs because he doesn't play enough first class cricket. I don't know how true that is, but for a leg spinner, I think that's pretty important. It is true. It is important. But I mean, you know, Rashid Khan doesn't play a lot of first class cricket and doesn't play a lot of you know list days. I know Afghanistan schedule more ODIs again. You know, some of it is not against the absolute best of the best teams, but you still at least get to play in, in the format, and maybe that's what makes it, the difference there. Also, uh, there's two very telling comments from the Afghan. First of all, okay, can, can I just get over one thing? Like, let, we'll move on from this very quickly. But two things. First, Hashmatullah Shahidi before the game against India said, "I play better spinners in the nets." Today they have gone out and proved it. I thought that. I mean, it was super cocky, but I think I thought it was a great comment. Like, I, it was a great comment. Think, it was just exudes confidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Kuldeep and Jadeja. I, I don't know if you play better spinners than that in your in the nets, but hey, you're you're playing Rashid Khan and Mujibur Rahman in the nets every day. You're gonna get a lot of experience and practice against good good quality spin. Yeah, that's one thing. Two, and this is the most hilarious part of this entire thing. I watched the postman interviews and. Uh, Shahidi's English was about 10 leagues better than Babas. Okay? Yeah, you know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me finish. Because this is a whole circle, circuitously different point. Okay? Now, I, there's going to be a lot of people that are saying, okay, maybe they should conduct uh, the interviews in the language that they're most comfortable in, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I understand that. But here's my point. My point is very simple. They've got, a, Shahidi's got a decent command of English. And obviously, he's learned that playing leagues around the world, which Babar has also done. Correct? Right? Now, here's the thing. 
there was a comment a few years ago from Mahila Jaiwardhane about Mustafizur Rahman, and it was on that stupid Mumbai Indians documentary. The Fizz refused to learn English, and they couldn't communicate with the with the with, with him as easily because I think Malinga was the bowling coach at that point, and it was just difficult to try and explain to him certain nuances. This is where I feel the Afghan team, and a lot of them speak very good English from what I've seen today. They've picked up things. I don't think the Pakistanis, because they haven't put that effort in, have picked up things from those global leagues. Maybe that's I'm reading too much into it, possibly. But there's a point. You know what? I think that's a big listen. I I think judging on command of English is anyway like this. this, this I mean, it's yeah. it's not really something to, to judge on, and I think that's a big stretch. I get the I kind of get the point you're trying to make trying to make here, but I think it's a big stretch. But I think you don't like listen when you're yeah, in a global league with, with big support staff like. Someone or the other will find a way to communicate what needs to be communicated. Like, uh, so I think I don't think uh, Baba's lack of command on English has has like you know hindered his development when he goes out to play in other countries. Like, I think I, I like I highly doubt that's the case. Okay, maybe not. Fair enough. I'm 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 just I, maybe again maybe I'm reading too much into it. But anyway, those are two things. Um, so moving on from that, which win which win was better? Do you think the win against England was better or this one? I think so. In both cases, it's their first win against the country, right? Like it's their first win against England, first win against Pakistan. I think obviously there's a lot of spice to the Pakistan rugby because they play Pakistan a lot more often. Um, I think in terms of like the big, big picture importance of the result, like this is a really bad England team, uh, surprisingly bad. But you know, you're the you're a team at that point in time that hasn't won. The Afghanistan's only World Cup win before that had been a one-wicket win against Scotland in 2015. They lost every other game in 2015. They lost every single game in 2019. And then they show come up against the defending champions. Uh, we'll get to the defending champions part in a bit. But, in a second, right? yeah. Some stuff um, no, me too. But, I was at the game the other night. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you come up against the defending champions and you beat them thoroughly. Like, it's not even a close... close no, it wasn't even a close game, win, no. Right? No. Yeah. And on a, I think on, a flat, on a flat pitch where you thought they hadn't gotten enough, yeah, um, and England England has been struggling to chase, um, and which is shocking in itself. But yeah, I think I still think that's a bigger win in like the general big picture. You know, how do you assess assess it in cricket? I think the, I think the Pakistan win probably matters more to them again because of the history. The, I, oh yeah, of course. The number of times and and, and uh, twice in the rivalry, all of that. Yeah, and Ibrahim Zadran's comment was telling actually to put the rivalry into context where he said this is for all of the Afghans in Pakistan that are being sent back to Afghanistan. I mean, yeah. So I think in that, with all that, the contacts that goes to Afghanistan, yeah, exactly, exactly. Politics and everything, the cri- you know, the crisis in both countries. Like, yeah, I, I think it, this one matters. Yeah, definitely. So they've had a pretty decent start to the tournament. Uh, all said and done, I thought they were poor against Bangladesh, but you know what? Everybody has a bit of rust. That was the first game. That was their first game of the tournament as well. Um, yeah, they got their tactics spot on today. though, four spinners, right? Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, the team that they beat earlier, England, defending champions. And they've been nothing short of disastrous so far. The only win came against Bangladesh in Dharamshala. Um, they were poor in the opening game of the tournament against New Zealand. They played Sam Curran. They played uh, Chris Wokes. Both of them got absolutely plastered. Jad Kibber actually said that it's rare for all three of their quicks to be so poor all at the same time. And I think... I mean, honestly, I think Reece Toffley has been good 
you know, it's going to be shocking uh, or it's going to be tough for them because he's going to miss the rest of the tournament. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they clearly haven't settled with their bowling attack. Uh, you know, they brought David Willey in at the, after he sat out the first two games. Um, it's just, they haven't figured out a combination. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, like Sam Curran, you know, coming off being player of the tournament and player and man of the match in the, in the final at the last uh, uh, T20 World, World Cup. Cup and he's, and he's, yeah, and he's he's not really settling in this one. I, you know, and I think we're kind of touching on what's really the issue here is that I think a lot of people, there's been the trend, I think, in analysis over the years, like, oh, ODIs are becoming more like T20s. So or T20, like, there's, there's, in terms of, if you're a good T20 player, you're going to be a good ODI player now because it's just treat ODIs as an extended T20. And I think that's been a, a philosophy for a lot of uh, setups. And it's just not, it's proving to not be true. It's not true. That's the whole point I'm trying to get at. Um, and I, I was watching them actually the other day because uh, I was at the one day uh, on Saturday to, to watch them play South Africa. And they made two fatal mistakes. Now, it's very early season to even have a cricket tournament. Our season has started yesterday. right? The World Cup has started two weeks ago. Now, I'm not even lying. This is true. The, no, no, I get it. Was, the heat is oppressive. And I mean oppressive. It was... It's, Today as well was 36 degrees, 89% humidity. It is oppressive. You do not want to go outside. And then Josh Butler in his infinite wisdom says, yeah, yeah, we'll have a bowl. And oh, my eyebrows raised they right struggle. there. Yeah. Everybody struggled that day. Klassen and Marco Janssen played. I mean, that just that, that little period. I got to the game fairly late to, to, to see what was happening. I was watching on telly before that. But I got to the game fairly late. And that sort of hour, hour and 20-minute period where the two of them batted together just... Because I think South Africa were 230-odd for three. And then they lost a couple of wickets. And then suddenly you're like, oh, this is the last recognized pair. And we were all thinking they're going to get three, you know, 350 or 370. And they're not getting 400 wicket falls. They're not even going to get that. And then they still managed to get almost one. Yeah. I mean, I, I was chatting with you during the game. And I was like, when... when uh... When Markram got out, or I can't remember which, who got out first, but when they lost the fifth wicket, I'm like, oh man, they're gonna struggle to get to 320. That and, was when David, that was, that, yeah, that was when, that David was when I think when David, David Miller got out, yeah. 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 And, and I was like, yeah, three and 320 is odd enough on this pitch. Uh, as it so happened, it probably would have, it probably may have been because England were cooked. But um, yeah, like I, the way I mean, England's bowlers just, I, I say England were cooked. They were already cooked because England bowlers just disintegrated in the final half of that inning. They did, and England's batting was even more um, shocking because I thought, you know, you're this famed England side with their whatever intent. They've used the word intent, and to be fair to them, the last time they played a World Cup, they went out and proved it, and they, they stuck to their guns, and it won them the tournament, or whatever, won them the tournament. Um, I'm not getting into that anymore. Um, but, but what I saw the other night was outside of Johnny Bairstow, who tried to smack one into the East End and got caught on the boundary. Everybody else sort of just backed around, poked around, and then got out. And, and I mean, the way... That's been true of England all tournament. Like, all this talk about attacking cricket, they're not getting out playing attacking shot. No, and, 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 I mean, they're not getting out, like, you know, out in the deep, mistiming an attacking shot or something. They're just getting... Like, yeah, they're just not playing good shots. And they're muddled, I think. No, and I, I think what summed it up more than anything was the way Joe Root got out. Because it was a clear plan. And, and Janssen was bowling from the end we were sitting at. And you could see the plan, like, clear. Like, he was he was going to swing the ball into the pads. The ball was had started to nip around because it had cooled down. But the ball had started to nip around a little bit. It's not much in the heat. But um, 
the clear plan they had uh, a, a leg slip and two men out on the boundary and you knew they were going to bowl that line and they did and he just slips around the corner straight to the block yeah and it's bad batting when you can see what's going to come to you and you don't adjust it yeah exactly and i just thought that's just bizarre and it sort of disintegrated till then and the only reason they uh, even got to whatever 170 or something was because mark wood decided to become mark brandman for, for a few for, for like half an hour <laughs> um, um i mean they were they were, they were in danger of having the they were in danger of having the worst ever odi loss uh, and yeah, they, i think they yeah. needed to get to, get to 84 and at one point that looked like it wasn't going to happen. I left um, the ground. They were 80 for 6 when I left. Yeah. As it so happened, it's England's worst ever ODI loss. Um, you know, this whole thing, quite frankly, I think they're getting a lot of what they deserve. And I don't mean just out of like a hate and uh, uh, like, like you know, off-field stuff or whatever. It's just like, firstly, you know, Joe Root pointed out, I think, in, you know, ahead of their next match, like, this this is a team that has forget the, that they haven't played ODI cricket in a while. They haven't played list A cricket. Like they're you know and like the county list A tournament isn't great, but it's like at least it's giving you format somewhat close to format experience. Most of these guys have not been playing list A cricket. They've either been playing tests or T20s, and that's clearly been the emphasis over the last you know few years. Especially yeah. you know with you know, they won the T20 World Cup. They uh, won won the moral ashes and almost won the actual ashes. Um, like, uh, Whatever. Who do you have the Manchester's. I love the fact that the irony of them not winning the Ashes was what stopped them. The Manchester Wade. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway. But but a, but a very last point on England is Josh Butler coming in at the end at the, at the beginning of the tournament saying, "I don't want anyone to call us the, the defending champions. I want us to be called the attacking champions. I want us to attack this this tournament." It's not happening. It's it was you know I think I honestly I think that comment that line on its own deserves all the losses that England get this tournament. Uh, and it's also they're not even backing that. It's a dumb statement. But they, they can't even back it. So you know we're talking about mindsets and how Shahidis was confident. Maybe barring on cocky, this is just stupid. Yeah. So but I mean, even the game we're talking about, I, I remember reading in the during the chase, it's like. After 12 overs, South Africa was 70 for one. England was 70 for six. Okay, you got the runs. Good job. Yeah, good job. But, you know, trust me, most of those were two edges. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, I'm done shitting on England. Um, so, uh, anyway, moving on from that. Um, let's talk about... So, there was one game that everybody is in love with, and that was the Netherlands beating South Africa. We'll get to both those teams. The Netherlands, I don't think, are going to pull off another upset. Um, I think that's their one moment in the sun. Yeah, but you know, they've had their chances. Even the Pakistan game, uh, you know, they had Pakistan six down for, well, firstly, like I think five down for, for less than 100. And then even when they got, you know, Pakistan got a good six-wicket partnership. But even then, they were six six down for under 200. They could have been, Netherlands could have been chasing a lot less. Uh, um, you know, you've, Seen them in other games where they've like had their moments, even against Sri Lanka, for example. I thought you know the the, the last that's record oh. seventh wicket partnership. They're showing they they're having their moments, and then obviously they had the big one of actually pulling off the win against South Africa. Uh, but I think they will they you know they'll give people a tough game. Um, that South Africa game seemed like a classic, like oh South Africa are choking sort of thing. Uh, but also like the you know no, the beak, they, are you not, like all, yeah, these people yeah, came and, and no. 
So that's what I'm saying in that game. To be fair to them, to be very fair to them, I okay. I, look, nobody expects him to get far in this tournament. No, like not even me. Yeah. And they've they've come out and said, yeah, yeah. Rudolf and Vandermeer came out and said, yeah, we'll make the semi-finals. Don't worry. Um, like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, like, fine, bro. You have that confidence. I love it. Um, but they bowled really well. They fielded like tigers. Something Pakistan can never do. Um, even even Imran Khan's even Imran Khan's wounded tiger isn't going to save Baba's squeaking pigeons at this point. Um, and yeah, that was pretty much it, really. Look, they're going to give as good as they can. They're not they're not a great side. We know that, but they're not going to get you're not getting an easy win out of them, and that's the important thing, I think. Yeah. Right. Swiftly moving on. Um, hey, here's, on. A, here's a big question. Can, here's a big question. Can they beat England or not? They've done it before in world in in, in ICC events. So don't count yeah. the chickens. You never <laughs> know. England have another bad day. They don't come up. You know they don't come up. Trump's obviously Topley's gone home and, and Brian Cast is coming for them. And as Joe Root has said, Brian Cast reminds me of a modern day Liam Plunkett. Like, okay, great. Now you're just talking out your ass. Um, Liam Blunkett is who they're missing, probably. By the way, in this tournament, I, that middle over more, more, more than anyone. And I had it. I put up a tweet on Twitter the other day that said England went from. I'm just going to pull it up actually, just so everybody gets an idea. Um, it, it was quite. Uh, I, I think for me, it's quite telling of uh, what England has, have done um, since. <laughs> No, but yeah, they've gone is, from is, a Rolls is, is Royce. Archer, is Archer meant to be the Ferrari? No, Archer's the Rolls Royce. Wood's the Ferrari. Oh. Uh, okay. So Rolls Royce, Archer, Ferrari, Wood, Range Rover, Liam Plunkett. To a Reliant Robin, an auto rickshaw, while watching their Ferrari crash into a divide. You make up your mind who the Reliant yeah. Robin, who the auto rickshaw is. You know my biggest worry with England right now is if if they lose this badly. Look, the last time they lost really badly at a World Cup, it led to a lot of change that was good. Like that that 2015 when they crashed out, didn't even make the uh, quarters because they after losing to Bangladesh and they like revolutionized the setup. You know, Ian Morgan came in, like, really worked for them. They won the 2019 Yeah, by hitting more boundaries, which which was part of the revolution. So hey, the revolution worked, even if if we debate the result. Um. You see what they've done now, like in the post time, with this whole idea of like, uh, okay, we need to save Test cricket. So Baz has come in, Stokes has come in. We're gonna give it some gimmicky name, and like we're gonna attack Test Test match cricket the way we play T20 cricket or whatever. They're gonna do this again. Like everyone's talking, and it's even better, right? Everyone was always talking about the death of Test cricket. These guys think, oh, hey, we're saving Test cricket with the way we play. Now everyone's talking about the death of ODI cricket. The same goddamn fuckers are going to get the same goddamn fucking savior complex. And someone out there, it's probably not going to be Baz and Stokes because, you know, Stokes and Stokes can only probably play test at this point. Someone's going to come out there. Maybe Baz does two formats of, of coaching. He finds, I don't know, maybe they make Harry Brook the next one-day captain. And they're just going to, they're going to Bazball ODI. It's like, hey, sometimes the ODIs will be exciting, but they're going to be so fucking insufferable that we're, we're going to get sick of them anyway. Before we roll on, Harry Brook is not good enough to be in that team. <laughs> uh, listen, I think Harry Brook has 
I really like Harry Brook, by the way. As a, as I think a, he's a fabulous I cricketer, think... but I don't think he's good enough to be in this one-day team. I think they're making a mistake by not having Moin Ali in there. A big one. Oh, I don't know, because I think I don't think Moin Ali is good enough anymore either. Um, in in Indian think... conditions on spinning, he would have been. Listen, they, they played him, by the way. He just they played him and they lost. Uh, not that you can pin it on that one decision, but he it's not like they you know he's not around. No, no, I agree. But the fact of the matter is their strength coming in was all of the all-rounders and the depth of their batting lineup. And they, the, the, the worry for me was they went so far away from it in that game at the Wankhede. And I wasn't surprised at all when I saw the lineup. And I thought, these guys are missing a spinner. And I'm thinking of the conditions as well. And how early in the season it is. And how hot it was. And you're just like, this is insanity. There is no way you're going to have five guys running in and try and pound the one kid. We're going to not get spanked around. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've been there. I've been there for a... I, I was there at that famous game where South Africa hit three centuries against India uh, and ended up with 438 for the wild AB innings. It's oppressive. Like, and and yeah. bowling first with, with quick bowlers? Like, I mean, he, forget quick bowlers. Adil Rashid was like doubled over, you know, had to take a break between spells. Like... It is not fun to be bowling he, in he, that. He, he was... Oh no, to be fair, Adil Rashid was unwell coming into the game. But anyway, and they lost Topley in the first, what, five overs? Yeah. So, you know, all of that added up. But anyway, so realistically, what are their chances? Oh, I don't... I don't think they're making it. I think they have, they have to win every single game. I don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're good enough to win every single game. No, I, I, no definitely not the way India's playing. So, that's... I don't think... I don't even think they're beating Australia. So, anyway... Right, so um, that's all we have on England. We don't think they're going to make the semi-finals. Um, so, moving on to the team that yeah. they played at the Wankhede, actually, who've been rather impressive, South Africa. Yeah, barring that... Uh, that, that freak that, defeat to the... That freak collapse to, New, to the Netherlands, which is a very classic South Africa game, right? It, firstly, South Africa have now lost to Netherlands at the last two ICC events. They did it last year at the T20 World Cup as well. It's also like just the classic, hey, um, South Africa are chasing a not-so-great total and they somehow collapse in the middle. Like, very, you know, we're not going to use the word. Oh, it's, but, it, it's, it is, uh, but it's just the most South African thing ever to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're in a situation where you literally have, like, there's no way you should lose this game. Okay, whatever, shortened game, however, whatever. And it's just, oh, man, unbelievable. Anyway, um... But they've been very, very impressive. I thought they were great against Sri Lanka in uh, Delhi when they hit 400. That was that was some incredible yeah. hitting. That was an amazing game, actually, to watch because it was just everyone just went hammer and tongs on. For some bizarre reason, they've dug up the Delhi pitch and made it actually good. I think from I think the bizarre reason is that they wanted to make an actually good pitch. Fair enough. It's it's really, uh, it's really sad that, that now Delhi now Delhi has a good pitch and Dharamshala has a terrible outfield when. Like, you know, Dharamshala is probably one of the best places to play cricket these days. And Delhi's yeah, absolutely. Delhi has never been one of them. But yeah, so South Africa were great in that, that game against Sri Lanka. Barring the Netherlands game, which again, I'm so far considering this a misnomer. But having said that, they've batted first three times and won all of those games. They batted second once and they lost. And it's, I think it's, uh, you know... It's funny because I think England are also probably off better, probably better off batting first, and then and instead they prefer chasing when they haven't won a chase in a long time. South Africa, 
I, I, I mean, you look at the batting lineup, and probably no, um, like, like there's, there's no total that they can't chase. The biggest worry for that, for me, for in terms of their team, is like I think that balance with, uh, with the, with yeah, the batting the ending at seven, is it's a little tricky. But you know what? The the one thing they have in their favor is that they commit. Even though their batting ends at seven, they they will still go hammer and tongs. Like what what India has struggled with a long time, uh, for a long time is like when their batting ends at seven, then everyone bats a little bit conservatively. We saw it at the 2019 World Cup. Having said that, having said that though, they did have this this problem against New Zealand um, a couple of days ago in Dharamshala, and they still went hammer and tongs, which was impressive for me. Rohit committed yeah, to it. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. I the, and they can at times. You know, the problem is that sometimes if you go hammer and tongs at the start and then you start losing wickets, you may have to adjust because your your batting lineup ends at seven. But on the, at the same time, Marco Janssen is capable, as we saw at Wankere, of hitting some great shots and playing. You know, it was his act, it was actually his first ODI fifty. But look, they've backed him to do that role, and and his the way Hardik Pandya is for uh, for India. He's, for India, he's just, he's, yeah. I actually think he's a better uh, okay. I think Pandya's probably the better batsman out there too, but Janssen's definitely the better bowler. I think Ardik's probably all around the better ODI player right now, but it's, yeah, Janssen's a much better bowler. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But so they, they've got pretty sorted because I think uh, Ngidi and Janssen opening the bowling has worked. Rabada is a beast in the middle overs. And you can see that because he's just picking up wickets every time he comes on board. And, you know, okay, other than maybe that Netherlands game where they got everything just a little bit lopsided. But, you know... Um, when when they've got it right, they've really got it right. They have possibly the world's best number five in the underclass. I mean, wow, he's in some form as well at the moment. Um, and they're pretty settled. I mean, Hendricks coming in for Bavuma, who's been in good form, um, slots in and just sort of effortlessly strokes eighty nine. That was amazing. Um, I mean, Hendricks is a really good player, and I think you yeah. know, even at the you know, there have been times where he's been. We know he's he's on the fringe of the starting eleven in in limited overs formats, and obviously you know balance and Bavuma being captain, like you know these are things that have sort of stopped him from having a longer run in the in the side in terms of like you know because he plays the same position as Bavuma. Um, but yeah, he's he's it's a good backup to have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well, it's going to be interesting going forward because they they now have to play the the, the three best teams in the tournament. Well, they've beaten us. They beat Australia. I thought the Australian performance was by far the best. By far. Because it was a tricky wicket. They got to 300. And then they just bowled them out the game. Yeah. And we'll get to Australia. I think that I still think that batting is a little suspect. But um, listen, I, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. South Africa on the day are going to beat them. Can beat anyone. I think you have to be at your absolute best to be beating to be beating them. Uh, you know, an India South Africa semi final or final, it would be it's it's. I think it's a toss up. I would say the same thing if it's a if they're playing New Zealand. I would back them to beat Australia nine times out of ten on current form. Um, so like right now, probably you know, India and England came in as joint favorites. I think at this point in time, it's probably India and South Africa or. India, South Africa, New Zealand is going to yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, all around, Markram, Markram's not really done, like, like really set the set the world alight yet in this tournament, but you know what he's capable of. Uh, I mean, he did get a 50, he got a 50 ball 100 in that game against Sri Lanka and he was outstanding. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. I, and I also, I mean, another great innings, uh, 
you know, maybe not a, not the fairest statement for me to make. I do think the Sri Lankan bowling, especially early in the tournament before they made some changes, was a little it was like easy to hit. Yeah, um, yeah. Quentin de Kock again probably hasn't hit his top form yet. Uh, Bavuma hadn't, and you know, if he comes back inside, he hasn't hit top form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, there's, so there's this more is, to be seen from that squad. That's the thing. I, this is why Sahab, they probably have. I, I think outside of maybe India, when Pandya's fit, they have the best top six in the tournament. Yeah, I wouldn't. Honestly, I'd say overall they probably have a better top six if everyone's in form, or maybe it's like on par. Yeah, but the, I mean, the, I think they're just as good as 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 any of the other sides in the tournament. And what will happen to them, I think, is you'll see. Uh, I think their discomfort will come in a game against, say, New Zealand, or a team that like batting first. And a team that has has good players with spin because I think yeah I think Maharaj is good, but he's not at the level of say uh, Statner and Jadeja. Maybe and Jadeja, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, I think that'll be yeah. their problem. And I think so far they haven't played on a really slow wicket either. They've been they had two games in well they have one game in Delhi. They had a game in Lucknow, but then that did a bit under lights as well. So that was a very different sort of situation. Dhanshala is not a, a, a slow wicket and the Chinnaswami is definitely not a slow wicket. So, Yeah. So, I think that might be their, their weakness is they don't have this... I, I, and, you know, Shamsi is not a... I think Shamsi is a really good one-day spinner but he's just also not a lock to be in the side. He's the one day... The way yeah. we have done yeah. with, with Ashwin and, and Shardal, he's there. You know, Kutsi comes in on, on pacey wickets and Shamsi comes in on spin wickets. So, he, he's not a set player in the side. That's probably the one thing I'd say that that's that's their weakness. They do have, so if they do have a problem, they do have Pefla Choir to come in. But the problem then is you weaken the bowling, and they don't really yeah. have a backup bowler. I mean, Markram's little Dibley Dobby is whatever. Yeah, and but, you're not relying yeah. on Markram more than like four or five overs at any, and that's a stretch. No, but uh, they're playing tomorrow against Bangladesh, so I think if they do beat them, um, then they're pretty much assured of a slot um, because. I don't see the I don't see Pakistan beating them, um, and I don't see what well, Pakistan is Pakistan. Also, you can't ever fucking predict. Um, <laughs> like Jack, Je- Je- I mean Jekyll and Hyde doesn't even begin to describe them. But anyway, um, like you know, um, they yeah. So I, I think they need what two more games. I think if you get five, I think you're through pretty much. Yeah, and they should get them. That's yeah, I mean they have. They should beat Bangladesh tomorrow. That's at the one KD. I don't think Bangladesh are going to compete in the Mumbai heat on a quick wicket. I don't think that's going to be. I don't think it's going to be difficult. Um, let's see how it goes. Um, moving on, we'll move on quickly to Bangladesh because I don't think they really have a shot in this tournament. Um, so far, they've been pretty poor. Let's be quite honest. Barring that win against Afghanistan, where Sh- Shakib basically ran through the the Afghan middle order, and that was it. Well, you know, I mean, I thought they they acquitted themselves well against uh, against India and and really made India work in that chase as well. Um, or at least, I mean, okay, not necessarily really made India work, but at least made it a little nervy until Kohli kind of settled things down. Um, and you know, that was without Shakib, which makes a big difference. Um, but yeah, I think Shakib raises both the floor and that and the ceiling of that side so much, uh, and him being, you know not at top form or injured and missing games, 
makes a big, big difference for them. But at the same time, though, I think they found they they at least have some really good finds. Um, yeah, I thought Mohammed yeah, Hassan's yeah. been really good for them. I think I, I it surprised me as to how good he is. Yeah, um, and I think the the batting actually honestly has probably held up better than I expected it to be. Like I yeah. I always thought the bowling was was good enough, uh, or at least good enough to compete and not you know like you know challenge other sides. But the batting has actually been a lot better than I thought it would be. No, I thought they've done pretty. I mean, I think they've done okay with the batting. Um, obviously, they had a big blowout against England, but when you're chasing three three forty or something, it's not going to be easy. So, which is fine. Yeah, um, that's going to happen. That's going to happen to a team every now and then. So, I, I, that's not you know unusual. Um, but again, but I just Kansanath don't think been a great great fine for them. I think you know he, yeah. he played against India was great. Yeah, and the other crucial player for them is uh, Miraz, who's been quite outstanding so far, actually, with both bat and ball. Yeah, and and you know, if you get them on a slow pitch, they're always going to be a danger with with the quality of spin that they have. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and but again, it'll come down to the quick pitch. Obviously, not playing Taske Ahmed is a bit surprising, but I guess they wanted to go for more control. May have worked, may not. Really hard to tell. I I just I you know what as much as I uh, here's a, here's my problem with. Bangladeshi cricket for I don't know how many fucking years. Okay, it's as simple as this. Now, I didn't expect Afghanistan to win two games against England and Pakistan, right? But I always expect them to compete. With Bangladesh, I never expect them to compete. And I'm always pleasantly surprised when they do. It's like, oh, look, they decided to play today. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I think... They've been, you know, against New Zealand, for example, they, got, they probably, they were about 20-25 runs short, but, uh, uh, you know, I, they, they did all right. England, obviously, was especially when you're chasing 365. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's always going to be tough. But I don't think, um, like, again, I think this is a team that if everything clicks on its day, they will give people a run for their money. I wouldn't back them to against no. any of the teams they have left to face. You know, South Africa, uh, obviously, they should, you never know what happens on the day. Netherlands have been good, but Bangladesh should beat Netherlands. Bangladesh can beat Pakistan and can beat Sri Lanka in you know what is the biggest rivalry in in world cricket right now. As we've seen, any upsets are eminently possible in this tournament. So, yeah, I'm not putting it past the Netherlands to beat Bangladesh. Just by the way, um, <laughs> but I'm also I'm also not putting it past Pakistan to lose to Bangladesh. That's also true. I'm also not putting it past South Africa to lose to Bangladesh. I mean, that could also happen tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> um, I'm not, I hope I'm not putting the Mickey on them. But anyway, let's see what, how, how they go. Uh, but I don't think Bangladesh are going to qualify. I don't just... I, I, my thing no, with Bangladesh... I, 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 I just... With Afghanistan, I, my issue is I think Afghanistan actually have a higher ceiling than Bangladesh. Especially in this tournament. I don't see. I, I mean, we're saying this in hindsight, having seen the two games uh, uh, against England and then against Pakistan. I think coming into the tournament, I would not have said that. I would like. I would have said, yeah, Bangladesh are definitely a better side than Afghanistan. If you had to give me one of them, like pick which one's going to do better, I would have said Bangladesh. I would have still said Afghanistan. Anyway, quickly moving on. <laughs> you, you just hate the Bangladesh cricket team, so there's a, there's a difference there. No, I think. Uh, there, okay. Let me now add another parallel here. They are okay, fine. So if Babar Azam is Liverpool, 
right? These guys are Chelsea. No, because they've never had the kind of kind of money Chelsea have. So that 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 analogy falls flat. Okay, fine, fine. Maybe they're not Chelsea. And they're Liverpool as well. <laughs> they're just I, I I don't rate them. You know the uh, you know what's the big opposite there by the way. We might, we're talking about some Pakistani players being overrated. I think Shakib Al Hasan is one of the most underrated cricketers we've had in the last ten fifteen years. Like if he played for any team other than Bangladesh, we'd be talking about one of the greatest all rounders across fa- formats of all time. One minute, hold your horses. Maybe he wouldn't have been as good in a more competitive system. But anyway, let's not get into that argument. Uh, moving on swiftly, <laughs> casting Bangladesh aside. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, I'm taking a stand on defending Shakir. We we had this conversation and you were like oh and you were like oh is he better than Jadeja and Test and then I, and is he better than Jadeja away from home and then I actually looked it up and he actually is better than Jadeja he has a better average and and uh, a better bowling average and batting average than Jadeja away from home and and in places like England and South Africa and New Zealand doesn't have the the same home average because Jadeja is great on Indian pitches and you might you might want to make the argument that Indian pitches are actually more friendly to Jadeja than. Bangladesh pitches are to Shakib at this point. Uh, about the same, but okay. Last, that's Test. Last ODI World Cup, there were three three batters that hit six hundred runs. Two were Warner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we see what this is. Nobody wants to hear about Shakib. I'm I'm just saying, give him his credit as an all time great because I because he generally is one. Okay, again, I'll say this. So also, he. Well, his greatness has provided one of the best cricket tweets I've ever seen, and I can't remember the exact wording. And I think the tweet has been taken down since, so I can't pull it up. But basically, someone, some Indian cricket fan said, and I, and the guy is Bengali, so I think this comes with a little bit of credence here. That if Shakib had been born 50 kilometers to the west, we wouldn't know who Saro Ganguly is. That may be true, but anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, so, right, we're down to the last three. There's two big teams and New Zealand. Why? Why, why are you doing? Why are you doing New Zealand like that? I mean, we're talking about the, the finalists from the the losing finalists from the last two World Cups, last two ODI World Cups. You know what makes New Zealand such a difficult team? They're simply the most. They they are the most adaptable team. They, yeah, you can and, put you can put out a New Zealand team in any set of conditions. And they will be good, and they will compete with you, and they will make your life miserable. They will chase the ball like crazy. Someone put out a tweet yesterday that said, "To sum up this game, also shows you how much better India were." New Zealand batted really well. Daryl Mitchell made an extremely brilliant hundred. They fielded like absolute tigers, and India still had enough in the tank to let Kohli piss around trying to get his hundred. <laughs> yeah, I saw this tweet. Um, and this is, you know, honestly, that match probably shouldn't have been as close. We were talking, we were talking about fielding earlier in Pakistan. India dropped some dollies. Um, yeah. Kuldeep had his first, you know, they actually smashed Kuldeep in that game. Um, listen, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. You weren't sure about Santner and Rachin Ravindra, and uh, you know, like Santner's been one of the best limited over spinners for a while now. Um, he's done, and, and he's. Throwing it again in this tournament, even even yesterday, you, you know, the India couldn't get him away, um, and it's probably a reason, the biggest reason that the chase was uh, as 
tense as it was. Rachin Ravindra has been the surprise of the tournament for a lot of people. Uh, you know, his batting especially, I think he, you know, he basically, he's come in for Kane Williamson and has made sure that they don't actually miss Kane, which is yeah, which is something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. No, he looks like a star. Rachin Ravindra looks like an absolute star. Um, yeah. And, but you look at that New Zealand team and, and everything about it screams adaptable because you have Kevin Conway, who is a classy batsman, but can go hard when required. You have Rachin Ravindra. You have Will Young, who hasn't, who's been rated very highly, but hasn't really caught fire just yet. Although he made a good 50 the other day. Um, you then have people like um, Glenn Phillips, Tom Latham. Who's their number four? Mitchell. Mitchell came in at yeah, four. Yeah, Mitchell, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, Mitchell, who played. I mean, he was stunning yesterday. Um, and and then, I mean, it's an incredibly versatile team. They have Santner back at what eight or nine? It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, Santner comes in at eight. Uh, you know, you've got you know the quicks with Bolt and Henry, uh, Lockie and Ferguson. Lockie Ferguson I think, yeah, you know, came, Lockie came in for a little stick yesterday from from the Indian batters, but. Right now, Tim Saudi, Tim Saudi was injured at the start of the tournament, but he probably doesn't get into the side immediately. I don't think he does. Yeah. If Saudi is a really good limited over spinner, again, and it's a balanced question, I think on a three or four spin spinner pitch, he'll be there. But yeah, he doesn't get into the 11. Like, they're, they're a well-balanced side. Everyone knows their role. You know, they're, they can adapt to conditions really well. And again, we say this about New Zealand all the time. Like, hey, they're underrated. They're, you know, you always... Have, but the, at this point in time, I think we should just... No, them, not, really good. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about this. I'm like, wait, are they punching above their weight again? I'm like, no, these guys are just that good. Yeah, they're just exactly. that good. You know, they've been fabulous. I mean, they basically destroyed England to open the tournament. Um, the the only game that I thought would have been close would be the India game. And, and okay, it was close. It was close. Well, it was it was close. I was close a lot. It was close. Okay, let's put it. It was close. In, it was close enough. Yeah. It was close enough. It was really only the death bowling that sort of stopped them from getting to 300. Yeah. And 300 would have been a much tougher chase. Yeah, 100%. To be honest, I don't think we would have won if we... I don't think India would have won if they got 300. I mean, I think, think, you know, Kohli would have paced his innings differently had we we been chasing 300. But, I mean, also, again, that batting ended at 7 that day. So, it might have been... Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, no, this is a, I think, I mean, I, I thought they were likely to make the semifinals going into the tournament. Now they're pretty much nailed on to make the semifinals. Yeah, um, exactly. And then, you know, whoever they play on the day, they will have a good shot of beating them, if not be favorites. And then they're in another final again. You know, they've, so they've very quietly gone about their business. They've knocked over England and they've knocked over the three smaller teams. Yeah. So they, they just have to beat, they have to play Australia, South Africa, uh, Win one of their games, and, and I think that eight they, guarantees them. They, they, but, they have a pretty straightforward win against Sri Lanka coming up. I don't think Sri Lanka beating them. Yeah, we haven't talked about Sri Lanka yet. I think Sri Lanka has like been really hit and miss so far, but probably you. Yeah, the, you, New Zealand, you back them to win that one. Yeah, you back New Zealand to win that one. I think they're shoe in for the semis. I think they've they've done enough. In, 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 yeah, exactly. Um. Moving on, we'll go to Sri Lanka now because I think this is going to be quick. Kushal Mendes aside, the batting's fragile. And with the amount of injuries they've had in the bowling lineup, it's all just a bit, it's falling apart. 
Well, I, honestly, I think some of the injuries have almost helped Sri Lanka because I think someone someone was on on cricket Twitter was, was saying like, "Oh, Agent Dhoni has hit Sri Lanka again because you know, um, Mahesh Patra was, like, uh, yeah. was was a CSK find and then has come into the Sri Lanka setup." And you know, to be fair, I think he's got a, a lot of potential and and a big future ahead of him. But he has he's just, good. He's just no, he was just. You know, the other thing is, I think nerves. I think he's just very inexperienced, and I think it's it's exactly. been a problem. And he, it's been a problem for them. Like they've got a few the of those he, guys. He just hasn't been. He just hasn't been good so far. But you know, they like once they dropped him, and they you know, and again, this was against uh, against the Netherlands, so you can't re- read too much into that. But I think Madhushanka has been a, a you know had a good performance. Kasun Rajata had a good performance, and you, these are players that you think. You know, will contribute better than someone like uh, uh, Patirana would. I know you rate, uh, and I, actually I, I do too. But I think Dasun Chanaka's was a big question mark. He was kind of almost like a, a, a like you know Gandhi pick as a captain. But would you pick him as a bowler or batter? Maybe not. And the injury, you know, has maybe it's taken a headache reduced. off of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I still don't think Wellalag is a good enough seven, but I, I think he's the best option they have at the moment. Yeah, I mean, and you know, they dropped him against Netherlands. Um, yeah, they had, and they had who I think Dushan uh, Hemanta was playing at seven. Probably might say the same thing that he he might not be good enough. Seven. But I think yeah. the top six, Kushal Pereira, I think has been very disappointing. But yeah, I think Kushal Pereira has been very good. Well. has played well so far. Samir has had a really good tournament, yeah. and Samir Vikram yeah. has got a, he's made a hundred. So you know, hundred and ninety in the next game. He's yeah, yeah, good form. I, I, I think, think also. I think the injuries, like I said, I think the injuries have helped him. Help almost in a weird way help them, and I think they've if they might have settled on a, a combination that makes them a better team. You know the other thing for them, I think it's very important that they come up on a sluggish wicket because I think that's where they're most dangerous. Yeah, I mean you know coming up against England on at Bangalore, I think is a tough one because I think that's the one pitch where you expect England to just you know bash everyone. Um, but I also think that's a potential. I mean, England are playing so poorly. I don't see it. Uh, that might be a close game. It could be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. The way England are playing, it could be. I think Bangalore's the one pitch that really suits them. But you never know. You never know. Well, we said that about Wankhede and look what happened there. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know. Uh, anyway. Um, realistically, though, a couple, maybe they get another couple of wins. But I don't see them going through. Well, they have they play Afghanistan and Bangladesh, which are the two games they they would back themselves to win, even though yeah, you know, Afghanistan yeah. has been playing really well. Um, yeah, I don't know if they catch India on an off day. If India have already qualified and are experimenting and things like that, I'm you know same thing. I think the last group stage game is against New Zealand, and again maybe New Zealand are you know resting players or whatever. You know, if some things break their way, maybe they can sneak in. Right now, I would say I would back Australia to take that last semi-final spot, but. No. Yeah. Very nice segue into the last team in this tournament, Australia. Um, what have you made of them so far? Because they've had an interesting ride. They've they were really poor against South Africa, and they were fa- they were I mean, fairly average, fairly average against India as well in the opening game. Yeah, I, and you, I think uh, the, the scheduling in that way didn't help them. The first two games coming coming up against India and South Africa, like where you you know you know these are better teams. Um, I think the the injury to Travis Head obviously hasn't helped. Um, yeah, he was there in form. He's back for the next game, so that should be a big boost. Yeah. But then, now we, here's my question: Who do you drop? Right now? 
Yeah, it's a good question. Um, um, let me get to that. But like the the more controversial point is, you know, how we were talking about Dashim Sanaka and whether he would get in as a as a batter or bowler in an ODI side for Sri Lanka, uh, and he's there mainly as captain. Does Australia's captain get in as a bowler or as a batter? I mean, what are the alternatives? Another spinner? You don't have anyone in your well, squad. They, I mean, they desperately need another spinner, and I think that's their biggest weakness. But I think, I don't know. Cummins hasn't played a lot of ODI cricket in the last three. I mean, obviously he's a, he's been injured, he's been rested, tests have been the priority, all of that. But I'm not sure right this moment that Cummins is a great ODI bowler. And obviously, I I don't think he gets into any side, as, any format as a batter anyway, because he's he's a lower no. order hitter. But no, but I mean, look. He's a solid, if not spectacular, eight, and he's a very good bowler. And we know his quality, and he's won a World Cup before. So I don't think there's any. Okay, he's not been great of late, but I don't think you can really consider him not a world class quality bowler. Listen, I think he's like top three or four test player in the world, or test bowler in the world. Uh, I think his ODI form and record isn't great, and and he's. You know, because he's captain, you can't drop him. But if he weren't captain, I think they probably might have considered dropping him earlier in this tournament. Uh, okay, jury's out on that one. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, I still think he's part of their plans. I know they have. Because I mean, Hazelwood was outstanding the other night against uh, Pakistan at the Chinnaswamy, and um, you know, Stark's been Stark, so. I mean, again, they have the team. Obviously, David Warner hadn't fired until the until the last game, and that's made a huge difference. Him in form. Steve Smith hasn't been in top form yet. He was looking like it against India, but I mean, it's it's not the usual Steve Smith that we're ready that we expect to see. Um, but yeah, when everyone's clicking, it, again, a, a really good side, probably one that I, I, I would back them to make the semifinals at this point. Um, you know, especially with the way things have gone for England. Yeah, against against every final side, though, I would back the balloon. Yeah, so I think Australia's mo is very clear: go back deep, back long, and back hard. Yeah, it's it's the England template of 2019, and 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 the England T20 template. Basically, I don't think they they have as good players as what the England of that what that England side has. Um, Warner's obviously. Warner's at the same level, but I think the rest of the team isn't as good as as previous iterations of England. But again, this is an Australia team that has a lot of class players, um, and you know should make the semi-finals. Should probably beat uh, every team coming up again. Uh, uh, they come up against apart from maybe New Zealand um, in the rest of the tournament. I think yeah. once they get there, they're probably losing. They're probably well. It'd be interesting to see because remember, it is Australia. They they click when it matters. This is true. And if we're looking at it right now, the most likely scenario is uh, at this point is India being the the top seed and Australia being the fourth seed. India Australia semi-final, like you never know. We have some bad memories of that one. India Australia semi-final. If it is an India Australia semi-final, is it Mankhede Stadium? Fourteenth of November. <laughs> Mark the date. That should be fun. Um, but, okay, one last question. And we know they've got the um, selection wrong. We know they needed another spinner. They haven't gone for it. Zampa's found some form. So, that's that's helped them quite Zampa's a bit. Zampa's found form. 
I mean, Zamba's being informed is good. Maxwell's, I think, genuinely a good, like, limited over. He's a good limited over bowler, actually, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I mean, you know, he, he, he's proven over the years that he can do the job. Um, the big question now is, head walks, walks straight back into this team very easily. Um, who is the, the guy that misses out? Is it Steve Smith or is it Marnus Labashin? I I don't think Smith drops. I think I mean, uh, like, no, I, I don't know if you're picking him purely on name value, but but either way, like the record and his, his history in ODIs and especially in World Cups, yeah, you don't drop Smith. And I think it's an easy call. I mean, look, Lavishane wasn't wasn't even in the original squad, so I think that's an easy like, and he's only come in because of uh, uh, because of head injury. So I think yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, easy. the question is, Maybe. do you? Well, I mean, you can't drop Mitch Marsh now after that image, can you? No, definitely not. Yeah, the other question is, does, does the head The only open? question is, where does, yeah, I was going to say, where does head bat? Do you, do you drop Marsh down the order or do you leave, or you put head down the order? Um, so, you know, I... You know, maybe, they don't, maybe they don't back, uh, like, maybe Stoinis isn't the isn't an automatic pick and that's who goes out. But... Yeah, maybe he goes out. But then again, that's so weird because where do you bat? Okay, look, you can't bat. Then what do you do? You push Marsh down the order? Or, or head plays in the middle order and, you know, you you drop Josh English a bit down the order. Uh, yeah, you you have, like, head at five, Maxwell at four. So, um, Alex Gary's form has sort of dropped off. He had that... Yeah, when they, well, they dropped him. They, they, they brought Josh English in for him, so they know. Yeah. yeah. We had that moment of, this is a bit of yeah. He had that moment of a resurrection after the pool in uh, falling into the pool in Karachi, and then something else happened, and he's gone pear shaped after that. Uh, I think the English want to say that since he ran uh, Besto out, since he ran Besto out, that's the one. Um, <laughs> anyway, since he since he legally and legitimately ran Besto ran out, Johnny Besto out, but but the entire English cricketing setup went into a tizzy about fairness. And- the spirit of the game and blah, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. Okay. Um, push Alex Carey back into a pool. Find find a pool in wherever hotel he's staying. Push him back in there. Yeah, well, you got to do that, don't you? Um, right. Prediction times. Um, we're almost certain of three of the four semifinalists, I think. I think we're certain of all four. I think the way the tournament has shaped up with other teams, I think Australia now are like easy favorites for that fourth spot, especially with Pakistan losing tonight. It was, I think, it, the, the real contest was going to be between the two teams. But I, you know, Pakistan probably would have banked on this as being one of the wins, and they haven't gotten it. So, yeah. Notice we haven't spoken about India. Yeah, I did notice that too. Is there much to talk about? They've beasted every game they've played, but having said that, they've chased in all of them. They've chased in all of them. I mean, whoever, I think, it's a bad decision to bat first against. India, unless you're absolutely like, if you're South Africa at one day, probably you decide to bat at source and then see whatever total you can put up. Um, I, I think that's I think that's the only game that's going to get really interesting because South Africa's approach is a bad first approach. India's approach is definitely a bad last. Yeah, I, I I mean honestly, I've been a little disappointed that they haven't just taken that call to to bat second at times. Uh, sorry, to bat first at times. I mean, again, wins are wins. You don't really experiment in the World Cup. Uh, I think. 
the way Rohit Sharma started playing in in ODI is where he's completely changed his game and still been successful. Successful where he used to, you know, consolidate early on and then start hitting later. And now he just goes hammer and tongs at the top. Shuman Gill can do that. Um, you know, Kohli's a nice anchor to have in those situations. And then you, I think the rest of the batting order is really good. I think if they do bat first, they can still put up pretty big totals. Pretty big. Total I don't know if they can now. be as I don't think they can be as destructive as South Africa, maybe, but you know. No, but I mean, with India's bowling attack, you don't need 400. If you even if you get 330, you can defend that on a flat Yes, that is also true. I mean, and actually, what I was really pleased to see um, the against New Zealand, uh, like first five overs, four four to five overs of his spell, they like New Zealand took Kuldeep Yadav down like, completely. It's like it's like it was giving me flashbacks of that. But he, you know, he came back in and bowled really well. He figured it out, you know, all right. And and it's and it was also for him it was a challenge because he's been told over the last few years, all right, you need to bowl quicker. That's that's your weakness that is that you bowl too slow and your balls sit up on a lot of pitches. Here, because of the he was bowling at pace, he was easy to hit. And the moment he slowed yeah. it down, and yeah. so he was going against, you know. Everything that had been ingrained to him in him over the last two three years, he went against that and realized that all right, this is what I need to do for this pitch, and he figured it out. And got a really key wicket of Glenn Phillips, and that you know uh, that yeah. along with the rest of the dead bowling helped keep the keep the total down. No, so there's there's been I mean encouraging signs throughout. I mean everybody got a bat. Uh, you know everyone's looked like they can hang around with the bat. The batting's looking in good order. Shubman Gill still hasn't got the big score, but you know it's coming because he looks like he's running really well. Yeah. And the fact that they won two games without him was also pretty handy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Asian Kishan came in and did really well. There's probably a little bit of a selection quandary at this point where does, does Shami stay in the 11 uh, on a different pitch or not? I mean, it's hard to drop a guy who's just taken five wickets. But this has been the, you know, India like batting till eight. I like sides batting till eight. I don't like in any limited overs setup. I don't like batting ending at seven. Um, but no, neither I, do I. I, I, I. And I think I think the question here isn't Shardul versus Shami. I think the question here is Shami versus Siraj because he's, uh, although he's taken crucial wickets throughout the tournament, I don't think Siraj has the same wicket taking ability that Shami does. Well, look, Siraj has been one of the highest wicket takers in power plays coming into the tournament, and it hasn't really, you know, he hasn't done that so often in the tournament so far. But that's that's the reason he's he's been. Like, you know, coming into the tournament, there wasn't a debate, right? We all, everyone knew, yeah, or yeah, the power play bowlers are, are uh, Bumrah and Siraj. I don't think India go away from that because I think Siraj has still bowled well enough. He hasn't had the the like, you know, come out and taken five wickets in a game. But I think because of his because of his previous record, and you know, he's bowling on different pitches to the kind of pitches where he's made that record. But right now, I would still give Siraj the edge. Yeah, I mean, so that's the debate. But I mean, you know, I have a feeling they're going to re- like reverse to tank once Hardik Pandya's back. Yeah, and I mean, Hardik's injury was... Everyone was like, how do you replace Hardik? Because you really need two players to replace him. And that's hard to do in this fight. The fact that uh, none of our bowlers can can really bat at all. Like we, Okay, we've seen Bumrah hit like a 26-run over in, in test. But that's a little different from coming into an ODI side when you actually needed to do something. Um, Guldeep Yadav is like, you know, has a dis- decent technique, also can't get the ball off the, off the square when he's trying to hit. I, these are things that make make uh, picking a side really difficult because 
I don't think Jadeja is a really good number seven anymore uh, as a batter. He, 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 like, if you really need him at the end to come in and, and finish an innings, I'm not sure he has it in him anymore. And that and that and that's why you need someone like Hardik. You can't drop Jadeja as a bowler, obviously. So it it yeah, I, that's the that's where like okay when you're when you're some suddenly at like say uh, two sixty for five and you need to get like three twenty, can Jadeja come and do that for you? That's where we'll be tested. Um, you know, does that mean that Shardul always plays or Ashwin always plays on a on a spinning pitch? I don't know. I I think Shardul hasn't really and and this has been for a while now. Shardul hasn't really like. Had uh, he's he's always been the question mark in the side, but because he can theoretically bat and has had a couple of innings where he's shown you know that he can bat really well, he he gets it. No, there was a very interesting um, parallel that Jared Kimber drew, where he said there was a player I can't remember whose team which team it was. I think it was it was um, the Melbourne Melbourne sorry it was the Melbourne Stars in the BBL. And they had a bloke that was not very good at doing either thing. He wasn't a very good batsman. He wasn't a very good bowler. <laughs> but he played for them at number eight. And every time he played at number eight, they won simply because their batsman went harder. And the only game he didn't play was the BBL final. The batsman scored slower. They only got 150. <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> Yeah, so, exactly. So now, and that's what I think. That, that's what I. And this was the difference I was saying between India and South Africa, where South Africa just go hard anyway. And India, I think, I think the cushion of having someone at number eight, yeah. rather than Shami or Bumrah or whoever it would be, makes the rest of the batting, you know, a lot go more harder. confident in going harder. Um, it's I mean, a lot. It is the Lord yeah. Shardulkar effect. <laughs> I mean, we saw again going back to that. 2019 Edgerton game were towards the end when we realized that we weren't chasing England's total down. Everyone just started playing for net run rate because we, you know, Rohit got to a century or whatever, but in the him and Dhoni towards the end of our innings, we're just making sure that they made some run and the net run rate wouldn't take Net run rate didn't suffer, yeah. But I mean, okay, let's look at the good bits. I mean, we know we can have this conversation for hours because of that whole conundrum with, with, the, with the team set up, but. With India, it's very clear and obvious. So far, they've been the best team in the tournament. Um, I mean, the fact that we've literally pissed around talking about how players are trying to or not getting to landmarks. You know, you mean... <laughs> the whole point here is you're winning games. Kohli would have got to his landmark anyway, you'd have still won the game. That whole net run rate thing isn't going to matter if it's whatever point. And the net run is pretty good. Also, net run yeah. rate at this point is a, is a moot point because South Africa beat England so handily that no one... Yeah, exactly. No, no, Nobody's catching them. So, Netrun is a moot point. Our bowling has looked nigh on invincible at times. I mean, we basically eviscerated Pakistan. Um, yeah. And, you know... No, no, no. I mean, we, did, we did the same to, uh, to, Australia. To, Australia, to Australia as well. But I thought the Pakistan... I, I think the Pakistan game was, was, a, was a better example of it because I think that pitch was far less helpful than the one Chennai. Yeah, no, that's true. And, yeah. and Pumra pulled out a couple of... Magic deliveries. Worldies, man. Absolute worldies. What a bowler. Um, but yeah, I mean, and even the game against Bangladesh on a flat wicket in, in Pune, he was the difference. He was literally the difference between them getting 300 and, and ending up with whatever it was, 265 or 270. Yeah. I mean, look, he's the, I think right now, unquestionably the best bowler in the world. And I yeah, think that yeah. having that makes a difference. 
Kuldeep and Jadeja are probably the best spin attack in the world. Yeah. Um, Tiraj is a good, good, good backup to have. Good backup yeah. to have. Hardik Pandya and Shardul Thakur to fill in the other 10 overs. That's a winning combination as, uh, as I see it. Yeah, it is. And then you have, and then you have Shami giving them a, a very welcome headache. It's a good headache. Yeah, have. exactly. And again, it goes back to that tweet from that dude who said that you know, they they had enough in the tank despite dropping catches, and, and and New Zealand feeling like tigers. They had enough in the tank to piss about and watch Kohli go for his hundred. Yeah. Um, so again, it's a, it's a, I think a, I, they somehow came in, you know, a little like. Which is weird. India at an India World Cup not being that talked about. Uh, as I mean, the team itself, not not the off-field stuff. But yeah, not being that talked about it. But yeah, they are easily... I think they've shown themselves to be a complete side. And I think they are, I, on current viewing, the best side of the tournament. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, if I look at this tournament right now, I think there's two teams that... Are, it, India less so, but I think there's one team that's a certainty to go into the final. And that's ironically New Zealand. You just think, you, I, what, do you think there's a semi-final jinx? I don't want to say it. <laughs> but that's what okay. I'm heading at. Here's the thing. I know, I know we, look, with the hype India get, with the financial muscle of the BCCI and all of that, you the standards are different. Um, but, you know, we talk about New Zealand and what they've done, right? The semi-final at two straight World Cups, then, then final at two straight World Cups. India won in 2011, semi-finals in 15 and 19, looking like, I mean, you know, going to make the semi-finals again here. But it's a very good tournament record. They have been a very good tournament side for a long time. They just haven't won since 2011. And that's what made, pisses people off. Now, 2015 coming up against Australia, it wasn't a huge, like, it was a total that they could have chased. But also, Australia are a better side, were a better side in that tournament. Like, India yeah, had they, looked good the entire time. But, but Australia was a better team. You know, no, the, it's not 2015. It's it's not 2015. And I'm, I don't want to get it. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting I don't want to get I don't, I just... Hurry up. You're, you're taking too long to get to this point. Nobody wants to hear about 2015. That was fucking ages ago. We had more Sharma in the squad, for God's sake. <laughs> exactly. Which is why which is why you can't really look at that as a as choking in the semi-final. 2019, look. On a rainy day with those conditions, against that bowling attack, Things can happen. I don't think India like had a semi-final jinx. They just came up against a side that was very good and had conditions in their favor. And that's not excuses like, oh, India can you know they, you can't blame the weather or whatever. It's just that hey, Trent Bolt and Tim Saudi when the and Matt Henry when the ball's swinging and Mitch Santner in the ball in the middle overs. Why is it that when everyone has to make an excuse, always the fucking Manchester rain is involved? <laughs> Man, that bastard never goes away, does it? Literally never goes away. Anyway. Point being, point being, it's yeah. not a semi-final jinx. You just have, uh, they're a very good tournament side and you should give them, you know, commend them for being as good a tournament side as they have been. Uh, they probably get over the semi-final up now with home conditions and whatever. Final against, I don't know, New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, whoever in Ahmedabad, it's a toss-up, but they're probably still favorites. Okay. Last thing. I'm very pissed Kohli did not get his 100. You all want to know why? <laughs> I'll let you take this one. This is, this is a lot more personal for you than it is for me. So, my man, Mr. Ian Jagan, and I had a little bet. Now, if I lose, I have to record 
saying some dumb shit. I don't fucking know what he wants me to say, but anyway. <laughs> um, however, if I win this bet, and there's still two more games in, in, in the spread, right? It was if Kohli makes 100 against either New Zealand, South Africa, or England, Dr. Ian Jagan has to wear a Indian jersey with the words Ishi Kishi written on the back. <laughs> I'm just going to, let me just give you a little preview of what that looks like, shall we? Let us give you a little preview of what that looks like. Yep, that's what it, that's what he's going to wear once I win the bet. <laughs> that's what he's going to wear when I win the bet. Right on that very. Oh, so gets, that's if Kohli gets, gets into, into one of these two games. On uh, that, on that very celebratory note, guess what it stands <laughs> for. On that very very celebratory note. And uh, slightly humiliating one for Mr. Jagan. Um, we are going to now. Are you? We don't know yet. Well, we don't know yet. Well, okay, fine, whatever. Celebratory note in advance. <laughs> um, on that very happy note, it is time. It is time. It's time. I haven't done this in so long. I'm so excited. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time for my favorite segment of the podcast. Guess what it is? Guess what it is? It is the Nobles Cricket Awards. Take it away. So we're going to talk about uh, the fielding medals first. Uh, of course, because we don't have a Nobles Award, so we have to talk about uh, the honorary uh, fielding gold fielding star award. award. And it got so it was very funny because it got it got highlighted during the India New Zealand game. Uh, um, that first wicket that fell, Shreya took a very good catch, um, and then started doing this as as an award. And we and all the background got given. I mean, some most of us had known this by the, by this point. Apparently, this is a Mumbai Indian thing that Rohit Sharma has brought into the Indian side, where like every match someone gets a fielding medal for like being the best fielder in the in the side, and so and you know on India have been doing the social media thing where every time someone gets that medal, it's it it becomes a social media post. And every, clearly the the teams are the, the the players are enjoying it. It's supposed to be lifting standards, all of that. There was an image of Jadeja doing this for the previous previous match, and then says I did this, and then of course after that Jadeja, who's the best fielder in the world, and has previously asked for this fielding medal to be given to him, drops an absolute dolly when Ratchin Ravindra is on top. <laughs> <laughs> and Ravindra so goes on to make 70 order, 80 order, whatever it is. Um, who else dropped a, yeah, dropped some easy catches that day? I, uh, Bumrah dropped a bad one in the deep of Daryl Mitchell when he was, uh, I, I think he was in the 40s, and of course Mitchell went on to the century. Even before that, KL Rahul dropped him behind the stumps, maybe a couple, a few balls before Bumrah did. So, after all this talk about the, the, the medals lifting up our standards, we had our worst fielding game ever. Ever. I mean, like, uh, that was a shocking fucking fielding game. But it is nowhere near as shocking as the team that's going to win the gold star. It's, quite a, it's quite a magnificent gold star as well. Um, <laughs> The team that is going to win the gold star for their fielding is Pakistan. I mean, oh my God. I mean, oof. do you remember that meme from the last World Cup where that guy was just like standing there, hands on hips? <laughs> Man, Usama that... Mir had done it again. Like, that was such a dolly against Pakistan, against Australia. Jesus. But today, man, they take the cake. So, on that happy note, 
I am giving Pakistan Zazzles his fantastic looking gold star. Take a look. Great job. It's Great really funny, by the way. During the Australia-Pakistan game, someone on Twitter just said, like maybe 10 minutes before, Osama Mir looks very nervous uh, in the field. Just watch out. He's going to drop the first catch that comes to him. And 10 minutes later, he dropped an absolute dolly. Oh, my and then, God. And then, of course, David Warner goes on to hit the highest score of the tournament. That's why our favorite meme from earlier has come up. The one where the Mughal painting, the Pakistani fielding. Genius. Absolute genius. <laughs> like I, have, huh. I have never laughed so hard. At, well, I mean, I laughed as hard last time. But I saw a tweet today which was like, okay, Pakistan have been so bad. You may as may as well bring back uh, Lord Malik and King Sa- sorry King Malik and Lord Satras because you really can't do any worse at this point, can you? And I'm just like, you know what? I'd gladly welcome Damade Hind back. <laughs> you sure Malik probably could be a good player on this side right now? I like I would not put it past him to walk in at fifty or whatever he is. I know he's. I- Actually, I've never known what Shor Malik's age is. He, for all we know, he's still 30. For all we know, all we know he's already 70. Um, don't don't worry. He's immortally 28, like like Shahid Afri. <laughs> uh, anyway. But I would back him to come into the side right now and play well. Play well. Uh, anyway. Um, so, Pakistan win the gold star. We also have a little lifetime achievement award because, um, unfortunate, uh, really sad for Indian cricket, actually. Um, Bishan Bedi has passed away today. Um, absolute legend. Was our highest wicket taker in Test cricket for a very long time, captain of the Indian team, and just a very well respected um, person. And you know, he's one of those people that was straight talking, no nonsense kind of guy. Um, sad to see him go. Great cricket mind as well. Um, and yeah, just yeah, you know, part of so many good things that happened to Indian cricket over the years. And just sad to see him go. Yeah, and I actually always loved him, even though. As modern fans, we kind of hate this when older players do this. But I loved how steadfast he was in his belief that all of his generation was better than all of the current generation and every generation that came past. He's like, you know, and we were always say, oh, he's too harsh on Kumble, he's too harsh on Ashwin, he's too harsh on Harbhajan, whatever. But it was like, all of that is true. But it's also just, it was also so much fun to see Bishan Singh maybe be like, if I bowled on these pitches, I'd be averaging under 10. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he could have. It was fabulous. Um, magnificent. Um, obviously, part of such great moments. He was part of the first team that ever won in a way series. Also, wins in um, the West Indies, England, New Zealand. Part of India's first ever test victory in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Just a great player. And, and a slightly somber note to end on. But then, of course, uh, we have to remind everybody of Pakistani feelings before we go. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's our part for guys. Thanks for watching. In trouble without a doubt, it was Gavaskar, the real master. Just like a wall, we couldn't know Gavaskar at all. Not at all. You know the West Indies couldn't know Gavaskar at all.